Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready? Welcome into The Flex. Uh... It's just the two of us. I mean, this is kind of like uh, the uh, morning, Sunday morning uh, Broadway breakfast shows that we used to have. Um, yeah. Ryan has ghosted us. He was talking in Slack and, you know, he was getting his power rankings, um, you know, going. And he just decided, I guess, not to show up. That was too much. Maybe my blurb for the power rankings or pick em show was too much. And then uh, Rob has torn both of his ACLs or something. We're not very sure if he's ever going to be able to walk again is what we're trying to say. So prayers up for Rob and uh, hope he's okay. But we, we like can to, hold it down. Yeah, we can hold that. We'd like to apologize for no show last week as I try to get this this new camera angle is not really agreeing with my setup here. So I'm just trying to fix it, figure that out. But apologies for no flex last week we were in the midst of rebranding the whole show so we're we usually focus on sit starts your running backs your wide receivers blah 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 blah. all that jazz that you can get on any fantasy football show any fantasy football article so we're switching it up we are gonna go move away from sit start and we are gonna get into some more players that we find some interesting some trends some some people that may be available on your waiver wire and we'll answer your sit start questions at the end of the episode we are brought to you by broadwaysportsmedia.com go there today go to the shop was it broadwaysportsmedia.com slash shop or shop.broadwaysportsmedia.com it is shop.broadway.broadwaysports.media.com use Promo code FLEX15 to get 15% off all merchandise. So, Justin, we are going to cover today four different categories, and we're going to have a little final say, and then we're going to get to everybody's questions uh, when at the very, very end. And look, there's Ryan right there. So, Ryan, I just was going to read down the rundown of all the topics. I've already apologized for the show. I've already apologized for your behalf, so you don't even have to get into it. Sounds good. Let's go. All right. So uh, we're our topics tonight, unstarting the something? starters. Let me say something really quick oh before gosh. we get started. What? So for some reason, comments aren't working on Twitter. So right now, if you go to the Broadway Sports Media Twitter page, we're tweeting out the YouTube link. You can join us on YouTube and get your comments in and your questions in so we can answer your sit start questions at the end of the episode all right zach continue okay so go to the youtube channel put it in there go to facebook put it in there just find us anywhere other than twitter because twitter's really weird uh these last few weeks periscope here we go real quick what Greenlaw is tonight yes we already did <laughs> we we also told him that he may not be able to walk again. We don't know. So unstarting the starters means that starters that you should probably unstart at this point. Starting the unstarting means that the players that you haven't been starting, you probably need to start going forward. Stick it out players, players that maybe not have done well, but we know that they are going to eventually rebound. The bye week blues players that you can you know pick up off waivers more than likely to start in your bye week and help help you out. 
and maybe some final say. I didn't really know what to put there for this final topic, but maybe just something to get off your chest. Uh, one of you guys, if you got something that's just, you know, anything. It doesn't even have to be fantasy related. And then, of course, everybody sit, start questions. Remember, go to YouTube, go to Facebook, seek us out, put your stuff in, put your questions in there. So I'm going to let Ryan take it over from here. All right. Thank you, Zach, and I appreciate y'all uh, covering for me while I had to stare at my computer and get my settings right and get everything working because it was so much fun. And I know you didn't cover this, but I did at some point because I think that we do a disservice. We, 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 every year we talk about this fan to see league we're going to play and then we don't talk about it throughout the year. That was the fifth topic. I knew there was a fifth topic. Okay. Do you want to save that for the end then? I'm, yeah, I'm we can do the final say. We'll do the fantasy league. Okay. I'll, I'll save it then. Perfect. So I'd rather but, not talk about that. League. <laughs> no, I, I would love to talk about it. Let's get into it. So, no, so let's let's start where we are then. So Zach explained it beautifully, much better than I could have. So I'm glad this actually happened. So y'all get a very good idea of what these are going to be going for. So let's start like, with the, these. May not be the topics every week. So we no, no, no. But, yeah, but so we're we're getting creative though. What that means though, Zach, is you're going to have to explain it every week since you do it so eloquently. Uh, I can. I'll I'll do it. I'll, I'll take that uh, <laughs> take that on myself. So let's just start with unstarting the starters and I'll kick us off here. Uh, my unstarting the starter is a running back that I was had high hopes for this year based on what they look like. Some of the, the my misconceptions at this point, Miles Sanders, get him out of your lineup, find something better. Don't even go for the Philly backup because the person who's scoring rushing touchdowns inside the 10 isn't either one of them. It's Jalen hurts. So running back for Philadelphia offense is not going to be doing well. He scored double digits the first game this year, Miles Sanders did, and that's it. Every other year, every other week has been pathetic. He's averaging less than 10 carries a game. He's only chipping in about three receptions a game, and then his yards per game aren't great, and he's got zero touchdowns on the year. I don't think – I don't think he is in floor for – I don't think he has a floor for RB2 now. So get him out of your lineup. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The guy that I'm going to be talking about and Miles Sanders, neither guy has scored a touchdown, and they are supposed to be in these offenses that should have benefited both of them at some point, but they just have this guy breathing down their neck with Kenneth Gainwell, and I'll go ahead and spoil it. Chase Edmonds has James Conner behind him, and it's it's just one of those things. But I will say this about the Miles Sanders thing. That while you may want to, you know, sit them for right now, the Eagles have had one of the most difficult schedules to date, but it'll be a bit easier the rest of the season. And Philadelphia has been the second most pass happy team due to playing a lot from behind. So easier the schedule, maybe the more opportunities there are for Miles Sanders. But right now, Philadelphia, I think, plays Thursday, tomorrow night, Thursday night, tonight, depending on when you listen, <laughs> against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So. I think after this, you sit them this week, and I think you may want to give them maybe two weeks. So n not next week, maybe the week after, you probably plug them back in. Yeah, I'm, I'm out for now until he, he's going to have to prove it to me at this point in time right. because I'm not I'm not wasting a spot, especially in some of my leagues where I'm 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 hovering around that 500 mark and I need every point counts in most of these weeks. You know, I've I've lost three of my games in one league by a combined seven points, and I'm just sick of it. And he's and he's in my running back in one of those leagues, so I'm over it. So Zach, you kind of alluded to it there. Go ahead and with your unstarting starter, you mentioned him. Obviously, carry in a little more to it. Chase Edmonds is just. I, I don't know what it is about him, but every, last year we all thought that Chase Edmonds was going to be something. Him and Kenyon Drake should split even time. And then he, Kenyon Drake 
and Chase, he eventually started taking over for Kenyon Drake, right? He started showing some flashes, all this stuff. And then here comes his only threat in the backfield is James Conner. And for whatever reason, that is a big enough threat. But here is the good news on this. While you need to be sitting probably Chase Edmonds right now, even though he's really good in PPR, he's not getting the stats you need on a consistent basis. And like I said, no touchdowns. James Conner will probably go eventually get injured. He's he's probably going to be just like Greenlaw on injured reserve at some point, and we'll see him later. And then it's just just Chase Edmonds' show, right? I mean, at that point, it is all him. But at th- this point right now, touchdowns matter. And while he may be a good candidate for a touchdown aggression, he's not a good candidate. You can't predict that. And with the high-flying offense of Kyler Murray, I would keep an eye on Kyler Murray's uh, injury. He is se- seems to be having some kind of injury they sustained in the fourth quarter that he's working through. They may start limiting his workload, which could turn into the favor of Chase Edmonds. But right now, I'm just not starting him. I'm not starting Miles Sanders. I'm not starting Chase Edmonds unless I have to. Yeah, and and Kyle and Kyler Murray. I mean, I know we're not talking about that specifically, but but uh, that always worries you, right? He's he's off the hot hot start. You think the MVP candidate, but then how long can that little body go? And I don't mean to make a joke about it. But it's just he is small for an NFL quarterback. Some of these hits are going to start adding up. Is this the, is this the start to that for him? And that offense is going to look completely different if he's not in there making it run. Yeah, I totally agree. Graver, anything to add there? You've been kind of quiet so far, or at least I'm, I'm making that up in my head that you've been quiet. No, I'm good. I agree. <laughs> All right, well, why don't you start walking with your point like Greenlaw does with his new bionic leg? <laughs> so my unstarting the starter is Allen Robinson. And you may be tempted if you drafted Allen Robinson to just keep starting him, hoping this is Allen Robinson. He's a super talented player. He's a big name. He's been a fantasy stud his whole career to keep him in your lineups. But I'm here to tell you that it's time to bench Allen Robinson. He's averaging just 5.8 targets per game. For context, that's 55th in the NFL right now. Without targets, you can't really produce fantasy points. And the Bears offense is a very run-heavy offense right now. Justin Fields is playing well, but he has a connection, it seems like, with Darnell Mooney and his tight ends. And he's just not throwing it Robinson's way. So until that changes... You can't really trust Allen Robinson in your lineup because, again, without targets, you can't do anything. Yeah, it's it's been nuts, right? It just was, what, three weeks ago or four weeks ago that Greenlaw was pounding the table for Allen Robinson that things will get better and will turn around. And here we are just a few weeks later. You just can't trust a Matt Nagy offense at this point. You can't trust anything about this Bears offense, especially with David Montgomery going down, now they don't have teams don't have to worry about the Frankenstein of running backs. Justin Fields is going through his rookie growing pains. Matt Nagy is the offensive head coach with Bill Lazor as the coordinator. It's just a mess. And there's the only reliable person right now is Darnell Mooney. Yeah. And maybe uh maybe Khalil Herbert. He had 18 carries maybe. last week. Yeah. It's a lot. It is crazy. And don't forget, we will get to all your questions at the end of the uh, podcast. Yeah, just let them pile up. Give us us plenty to go with. Pile them up. We see them piling. 
those are our unstarting the starters for the week, and I agree with all of them because this is the this is the smartest fantasy show in existence with two guys with a black shirt on and one plaid looking Californian. Love it. Is it a uh, oh. gold star awarded in this section or no? Oh, we gave that up like two weeks in. <laughs> Maybe we'll pick it up next week. We'll go back I to think, gold you know, since Greenlaw's out and he's clearly listening. I think if he wants to chime in with a gold star per topic, that oh, would there be there you go. I, I like that. I can't pick a gold star if I'm technically giving because I'm just going to give myself the gold stars. And you're going to all hate me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so Fair let's enough. go into the uh, starting the unstar at this point in Greenlaw. Let's go ahead and stick with you and go in reverse order here and go starting the unstarter for your pick. All right. I'll, I'll be Greenlaw for this segment then. Starting the unstarter oh, here. I thought you were given Greenlaw's. My bad. No, I'm giving analysis for picks that are for this segment. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> So Devontae Booker is an obvious start candidate this week with Saquon Barkley dealing with injury, Giants injuries to receivers as well, and their quarterback Daniel Jones status questionable this week looked pretty bad the way that he was trying to walk off the field. So if he's able to come back in one week from that kind of concussion, then that just seems dangerous. So I don't know what's going to happen there. So I feel like you're just going to rely on this backup running back this week if you're the Giants going up against the Rams. I don't know that he's a great player at all i'm not expecting a 25 point game or anything but i think he's a solid rb2 option and an obvious fill-in if you had saquon barkley or anybody on by that you were hoping to start cordero patterson or somebody here's why i fall on this Devonte booker kind of deal here is sterling shepherd's going to be coming back Darius slayton's going to be coming back we don't know if that's true well sterling shepherd i think is already at practice and um Slayton was trending in the light right direction last I saw. Yeah, so I'm. It's Devontae Booker. Like, if a, there is a team that probably should have traded for Marlon Mack, this is one of many. There's many teams out there <laughs> that should have traded for Marlon Mack by now, and he's sitting on my bench rotting away. So I'm a little furious about that. But he did. He did play 88 percent of the snaps last week after Saquon Barkley got. He played 88 percent of the snaps total, and Saquon yeah. Barkley got hurt obviously very early. He had a touchdown rushing and a touchdown receiving. So four targets in the passing game in addition to 16 carries. Just pretty heavy usage. So Yeah, I, I, just, I, like. I just don't see it when all those other players come back and I see Daniel Jones vulturing a lot. It, it's There's a reason. It's, it's like Wayne Gallman, right? And it's just one of these guys that just won't go away. And then he'll be fantasy relevant for maybe one or two weeks. But yeah, long agreed. term, for one or two weeks. Long term, this or- isn't your guy. For sure. Yeah, but I, I'll be clear when when I get to my <clears throat> excuse me starting the unstarter, I'm not saying starting for the season because I think that you when you said that earlier, I think it could be either or. Like if there's an injury or someone you're looking for right now, try to fill in a gap for a few weeks, kind of a deal to ride some momentum to try to go because these can change throughout. Mine's gonna be very similar. I don't recommend him past three weeks, three or four weeks max, based on the situation as well. So pathetic, pathetic yeah. attempt by both of you guys. You deserve no gold stars. All right, well, we'll see. So, so Zach, who, who is your starting then starter then, if that's the case? Amon Raw St. Brown. Talk about a guy that has basically landed and fallen upwards. He is a guy that everybody's injured in front of him. It is him. Tyra Williams is out. Quez Cephas is out. It's just, it's him. And basically what it is, is that he last week had w- one of his uh, highest rated games Basically, he played 47 snaps and ran 31 routes, got eight targets. And right now, 
Amon Ross St. Brown has eight targets each of the past two weeks. That's a 23.53% share. He played 70.5% of the snaps both weeks. And he had 13 and 13 and a half points both those weeks. When you're the only real option and healthy option, that's really good. And Amon Ross St. Brown is a good football player. He is a good rookie. Now, he's not going to be your Justin Jefferson. He's not going to be a Chase, a Jamar Chase. He's going to be kind of a middle of the road, but he's going to have the opportunity where some of these guys are in crowded wide receiver area rooms. He's not. So if he's still available, you need to go pick him up because he is going to be a startable player for the, for the weeks coming up until, I guess, ever right now. Because when you really think about TJ Hawkinson is playing through this injury, and while I, I would give you the advice to go buy low on some TJ Hawkinson because he eventually will get healthy. But at that point, it's going to be more about comfortable being comfortable. And Jared Goff is probably going to be using Amon Ross St. Brown a lot. Graver, you're, you're being extremely yeah. quiet tonight, man. He's I'm trying to, he's muted. He, he's Whoops. talking. He's All muted. Right, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think this whole thing is just an insult to Titans fans because the Titans should have drafted Amon Ross St. Brown instead of Des Fitzpatrick. And I didn't uh, bring it up. I'm just discussing, I mean... uh, discussing matter. Uh, you know, it's all whatever, but I agree. Amon Ross St. Brown is a great route runner and he's being used a lot in the slot. And uh comparison I've heard a lot made is that he's Jared Goff's Cooper cup in Detroit. And if that continues, that connection continues to grow, then, He's only going to continue to produce. So yeah, yeah, I'm 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 all in on some Amon Ross St. Brown, and I'm kind of a little pissed that I got sniped on some fab dollars on a in a couple of places. <laughs> well, that'll happen to you. So as I kind of alluded to, my guy, I think that you have him for a few until an injury clears up. But I, I like Daryl Williams in Kansas City just because I think that that's kind of a plug and play. For, for the most part, I don't think that they're the same athlete, but I think that the way that that running back gets used in that offense is the same. And I don't think they're going to change just because the names changed. And he typically has in the past, if I'm remembering correctly, some big games when he's had to step in or fill in for other running backs as well. So I think that he's got a whole lot of upside uh, seeing Washington, Tennessee, and the Giants over this three-week span. And I think that they said that Hilaire, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be out for at least that long, if not a little longer with the strain. He's on IR, so he will miss okay, Yeah, so at least that long. Um, so I, I didn't see the IR before this, but I knew it was going to be three weeks with that MCL strain. Uh, so it's going to be – so I think that he, it's going to trend uh, up for him as well. Uh, I think that they're not going to get back to the basics because it's Kansas City, but I think that they're going to try to find more help in some of these games and try to balance them themselves out um, and try to get away from those. And plus, uh, I think Hill is also hurt as well. So that's good. More receptions are going to need to go around for other people. People say, well, Hardman's going to be have the uptick there as well. But look to Andy Reid, though, to utilize the pass-catching running back in that situation also. So I like him over the next few weeks, like I said. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of like the Giants situation. I just don't know if – with the way the defense, the Kansas City defense is playing – I really just don't know if there's really a room for a running back on this team. Like for you to be able to, you're starting him because he's has the opportunity, right? But like, it's is it going to be near the twenty Here's a RB one territory, or is he going to be really RB three territory? Devontae Booker or Daryl Williams? I think I would go. Oh, 
Williams. Just because I just don't think Booker's that good. I just don't okay. think he's good. Okay. Yeah, I'm afraid the Chiefs are going to trade for Marlon Mack, so that's where I stand. <laughs> well, if we, he does, I'll be a happy show, boy. I picked up Marlon Mack just Marlon as like a Mack flyer. Just as a flyer, ever. I picked him up. He looked good. He only played a few snaps against Baltimore Monday night, but he like exploded for 15-yard gains. He looked explosive, yeah. He, he looked fresh. I mean, I think that was maybe, – maybe they're trying to trot him out there a little bit so they can get somebody to, to call him and say, hey – you know, come get this guy for probably a. a I really thought for sure that Marlon Mack would be a Baltimore Raven by now because they have pretty much given up on Tyson Williams. Devontae Freeman looks like trash. It seems like it would have been a perfect fit, especially after Baltimore got a close up view of him this past week. Right. Tyson Williams doesn't look that good either. I mean, he feels, I feel like he gets stuffed every other carry. Murray's their only good back and he's not good. He's average. So they're, yeah. I will say Booker and and I will say this McKinnon is still there, right? Isn't he there with the Chiefs? So if he yeah. is there, then the that's that's going to eat into your touchdowns too. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, thank you, Mister Greenlaw, laying it down the law. Possibly, but we'll see. It's also the Giants, and with, if Daniel Jones also isn't playing. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I just because Daniel Booker was picked before me, I couldn't talk about Daniel Booker twice. So I went with the other running back. <laughs> All right. So what, did I say the uh, the NBA player instead? You said Daniel. You didn't say Devin. Oh, I meant Daniel Jones being out as well. Oh, oh sorry. yeah. Sorry, Daniel Jones possibly being out as well with the in-concussion protocol, so monitor that for the Giants' offense also. So with our stick it out, guys that possibly what? In we'll, reference we'll to Amon, at the end. Well, this is but, in reference to Amon Ross St. Brown. If I thought that Khalif Raymond was going to do anything, I would have brought him up, but I was going to get to it at the end. All questions at the end. Hey, and JJ, I don't know what this means. You could be saying you need to go to the bathroom. You could be saying it's pretty clear. Yeah, it's pretty clear. <laughs> I need to look down. I'm looking down at my own desk. What's wrong with my keyboard? I have no clue what's going on. Regardless Remember, of what, <laughs> it worked. It got your attention, and we answered the question. Fair enough. All right, so let's go to stick it out then. And uh, Zach, start us off with stick it out. Look, I'm. A, I got two two guys because sure. I couldn't really choose which one to go with because Adam Thielen and Terry McLaurin are coming off some ho hum few weeks. Look, Adam Thielen, we, we told you that there would be a touchdown regression in his usage a couple weeks ago, and and there were, were. He'll start coming back around. They play Detroit this week. He always has really good games against Detroit. This Detroit defense is even worse than last year, so I would definitely fire him up from here. And then over on the other side, Terry McLaurin with the Washington football team. He's he's kind of had a little bit of a rough go here, here and there, but we, we've said it before. He's a matchup. He's a quarterback. It doesn't matter whose quarterback is. Terry McLaurin will get his points. And Logan Thomas just went to IR. He's out. They're already stating he's out a minimum of four weeks. So you got four weeks of Terry McLaurin. I'm sure there's a bye week in there at some point, but four weeks of Terry McLaurin with no tight ends. So Curtis Samuel still trying to. He reached. He tweaked his hamstring again, or maybe his groin. So it's going to be the Terry McLaurin show in the passing game, and Tyler Henneke is willing 
to throw it and just launch the ball everywhere on the field. Stay patient with these two guys. I would definitely start both of them this week. I would start them every week. I just you just got to take it on the chin with those two guys week in and week out because if you don't, when right when you bench them is when they're going to have about two touchdown games. Stone. Yeah. I think McLaurin was shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore last week who does this thing where he gets really fired up randomly for no reason and plays really, really well. And I think he has a history with Terry McLaurin and wanted to play really well. They went to the same high school or played against each other in high school or some connection like that. So I think that was some, nothing to worry about. Definitely stick with Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. Definitely stick with him. All right. So Graver, give us yours or Greenlaw's. I'm confused at this point who you're sticking it out with. I'm sticking it out with my guy, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, my argument here for Calvin Ridley is basically the opposite argument for Allen Robinson. Calvin Ridley is getting lots of targets. He is 17th in the NFL in targets, and he didn't play last week. He's averaging 10.5 targets per game. Sooner or later, he's going to find the end zone. He only has one touchdown this year, but Cordell Patterson cannot keep scoring touchdowns at this insane pace without playing more snaps. Granted, he played more snaps last week because Ridley didn't play. But when Ridley comes back, if he's back this week, which I think he is, stick it out with Calvin Ridley. And if you have Cordero Patterson, try to trade him because there's no way the touchdown production can continue that at the rate he's to put it up at. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a guy that you think that over his whole career, he's been a gadget type player. And it's, it's got to stop at some point. Just law of averages that some has to come around, right? He's not playing enough snaps to keep scoring as many touchdowns as he's scoring. It's just not. It doesn't work like that. I mean, you're probably looking at maybe a five touchdown year for Calvin Ridley. That's that's kind of what I view it as, is that he's getting the targets, but are they in areas where he can succeed and turn him upfield and get, get the touchdowns? The problem is, is that I just don't trust Matt Ryan in this offense to put Calvin. I think, I think they're having to rely on Calvin Ridley to be a yards after catch monster when really I don't know if in the NFL he is that kind of a wide receiver. I I think that they're misusing Calvin Ridley, even though they're giving him a lot of targets. But I don't think Matt Ryan could throw it that far. So I, I don't know at what point does Calvin Ridley go off like he did last year. It's been a really – this is one of the teams that's been one of the most disappointing fantasy teams from a perspective of Matt Ryan sucks – He's not even good at fantasy right now. Calvin Ridley hasn't been good. They have no wide receiver, too. Mike Davis finally found the end zone, but this was his best game against the Jets. But the only bright spot is Cordero Patterson. Nobody saw it. So, like, you're, the way that you allocated your fantasy team resources in the draft when viewing this Atlanta Falcons offense with Art Smith and an explosive offense, supposedly, that he would be installing from Tennessee and Atlanta – it sucks. I mean, that I have so many shares of Mike Davis, and I guess I should be trying to trade him after this week. Can I just say, I said Mike Davis would not get you through the year. I said the Falcons backup running back that no one expects is going to come on the scene and be the league winner this year. And you all, you guys all mocked me because yeah, you said it guy, was Wayne Dahlman, though. So it was no, not. I Wayne was just picking random backups because who knows which backup. <laughs> I even said it was going to be a guy no one expected. So. Everyone well, the problem is, the is that it's not back. that he didn't get us through the year. He hasn't even started. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> that, see, we <laughs> I, sucks. we all thought that at least he was going to start on fire. 
I did say he would be good for three to four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the case at all. So I, I, I think I probably cheated here as well. Cause I don't think anyone's giving up on this guy, but I, I really see a, a trend up for Stefan Dix. And it's been enough to where he hasn't been digs like right so far this season. I think that he has one touchdown in week two and you're just not used to seeing this kind of production. I think he had only uh, two receptions last week. Granted it was yeah, terrible. So he hasn't, been, he hasn't been great. Do you have him in your league or something? Yes. In my main league, I have him. Well, look, coming up next, he's got the Titans. As much as I hate this, they're the first easiest to get opponents. They are ranked dead last versus the pass. So things are going to turn around. And after that, he still has top 10 matchups every week over the next, uh, I think the bye week's right after that to rest up. Then he's got Miami and Jacksonville and then New York Jets. He's got some easy turns there. I think the rest of the season, he's got the 19th easiest opponents, or excuse me, 15th for the for the rest of the season. So I really like where things are trending for him. And, and at some point in time, he's too good not to explode. And that Bill's offense is humming too much for him not to just show up and start producing and he is the he is the guy for the receivers there you know everything points to things are about to start trending upwards and unfortunately it's probably gonna start this week versus the titans having a monster week catapulting him into the top three of receivers for fantasy this week yeah it's just a matter of time until stefan Diggs bust out that 40 point game and with the tennessee titans (laughs) a night could be this week but He's got 688 air yards, and they're, it's only second to Devontae Adams this season. And that doesn't mean that he's caught him. It just means that he's been targeted on, with you know that many air yards. And he has not – he has zero top 15 weekly finishes. Think about that. Stephon Diggs has zero top 15 weekly finishes. But he's going up against Tennessee Titans, who have allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. So – it just depends on what they do with in that regards because Christian Fulton's a little banged up. This could be, unfortunately, the Diggs week. Yeah, he's 25th ranked right now. And that just, you know, that's a top 10 receiving talent in the league. He's It's got to turn around for That's him. a second round draft pick, maybe even a first round in some of your leagues, too. Yeah. I mean, that that's what stings about Stephon Diggs. Yeah, but I think yeah. things are about to turn around for him. And, and like we, we're saying, it's probably going to be this week, primetime, Monday night. It's just, it's a whole lot of stuff coming together that that points the wrong direction for Titans fans, unfortunately. I can see it now. I'm going to be down by 60 points going into Monday night with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs to play. Oh, easy. Light work. And I'm going to (laughs) win. They're going to get you 30 plus each. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I think that wraps up our stick it out. If I, if I'm counting correctly, excuse me, I'm kind of been doing some other things, which I'll reveal later on uh, trying to make a joke here, but uh, let's go down to our bi-week blues. Uh, and I'll start us off just because I think I misunderstood, but my bi-week blue for me is um, blues is for me is Kyle Pitts because I think that he's starting to hum in that, that Atlanta offense and now he's going on by. But I think what I turned this into last second was to pick up Zach Ertz to replace him. Uh, who's going against 27th ranked against tight, tight ends Tampa Bay this week. He started a trend. He is averaging six-plus targets the last three games. Last game didn't go very very well for him, but he still got six targets in the game, so they're trying to get him the ball. So I, I look for him to have a strong game this week for my bye week to, to, to plug into the tight end role. Yeah, I would also say be on the lookout for Dawson Knox if he's available as well because he is going crazy lately. He's His chemistry is starting to pick up. So Dawson Knox may be someone you want to pick up for the bye week in the tight end section. And I see a question if we responded to a comment we have not. We, we're going to get to all the comments and stuff at the end of the episode, but we will get to your trade question. I think his name is Trilly Seb. 
Yeah, we'll get to the. We've got it marked here. We'll get to the the trade question later. So my apologies about throwing that together last minute, but that's I looked at my my team and who am I trying to plug in for a bye week, and that was the only bye week I'm having. Zachert's is a good Zach, option. Yeah. Good option. Goddard's gone the COVID nineteen list. So yeah, there's one other tight end that I didn't get in waivers, so I had to yeah. go with the one I actually picked up. But there was another tight end out there, and I can't remember who it was. But I remember thinking, and I stayed away from. Um, Oh, the kid in Cleveland, uh, Najoku, because I, I just don't I don't think that's sustainable what he put up this last week. Yeah, it, 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 it will be. touchdown or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, exactly. Like I saw like someone said he had a monster game. I was like, yeah, over half of his game was on one play. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen every week. So I don't care what kind of athlete he is. He is, but that's not what he's been so far in the NFL. So, all right. So, Zach, save us here. Who Give us a better segment here for bye week blues. OK, so you got the bye week blues. You don't know who to start at your wide receiver. I've been telling you about Tim Patrick. It feels like since week one that he was still available in a lot of leagues and you should be going to pick him up. And who is one of the most consistent fantasy wide receivers in the league? It is Tim Patrick. I think he is actually, and I can't find the tweet, so maybe it got deleted because it was incorrect. But Tim Patrick is the only wide receiver to score double-digit points every week. Wow. Now, they aren't high double-digit points, but if you're looking for consistency, you're talking about a guy that's available, I think, in 55% of leagues in Sleeper, 40% of leagues in ESPN, and, and I think about 60% of leagues of Yahoo. That's ridiculous. It's him and Cortland Sutton are the only guys. He's now, uh, dating back to last year, 132 targets, zero drops. He has a 158.3 passer rating. I mean, this guy is ridiculous, and and it's it's kind of one of those things where he's not going to be a game winner, but you're talking about a guy that is on pace to get over 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns, and that is a wide receiver too, and that's probably what your team is going to need to get you through these bye weeks, and Denver has a favorable schedule. They're probably going to be behind in some of these games, so they're going to have to pass, but it doesn't even matter if they're behind. He could end up being their only option at some point because Cortland Sutton's, while he has been a monster this year, which I told everybody he would be, he's still got some nagging injury issues. But there's nobody behind Tim Patrick right now, and he's reliable. Teddy Bridgewater likes targeting him. And right now... He has these top five wide receivers by catch rate over expectation. He's number one. I mean, you can't, it, when you're talking about Tim Patrick and a bunch of these met, metrics that you can look at, he is in the top 10, top 15, top 20 of wide receivers. There's no reason that he should still be in your free agent pool. Go pick him up right now. Check all your leagues. If he is there, you need to pick him up because by weeks, he will come through for you. Nice. I was I just checking for for Jerry Judy just to make sure he's 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 out closer to. I think they upgraded to six or seven weeks, so I don't think you have any risk there. And then I just looked it up. Tim Patrick has over the over the next three or four games. I think he has uh, the fifth or sixth easiest schedule versus NFL defenses. So there's some prime opportunities for him to get some good work there. Well, let me also say this: in man coverage, he has a 158.3 perfect passer rating in man coverage as well. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous how good Tim Patrick is. And even when Jerry Judy was there, 
I kept telling everybody, Jerry Judy's not their number two wide receiver. He is their wide receiver three. They play him in the slot. He's not on the field in 12 personnel. You got to look at personnel usage because that tells you who's going to be wide receiver one and wide receiver two by depth chart standards. And sometimes that matters more than anything else because you have more opportunities because you're not coming off the field. Well said. Graver Greenlaw, what's your pick? All right, my bye week blues pick is a Thursday night player, Devonte Smith. Devonta Smith, however you say it. Devonta Smith. I just think you shouldn't be afraid of Devonta Smith starting him this week. If you are, don't be. The Bucks are allowing the third most points, fantasy points to wide receivers this season. Their secondary is banged up. The offense is humming, which just means that Philadelphia is going to have to keep passing to stay in it. He had a great game last week. I think he's starting to find his role and Jalen Hurts, his rhythm with Jalen Hurts, and they're in a groove in that offense, even though it took Philadelphia a while to get going last week. Eventually, they put it together and somehow won that game against Carolina. And Devontae Smith was a big part of it. So keep him in your lineups this week. If you have one of these wide receivers on by, don't be afraid to fill him in with Devonta Smith. He's only being started in like 39% of uh, leagues on ESPN. Yeah, and that's it's crazy because this is like like I said earlier in the show, it's the they're all constantly behind and they're the pass happiest team out there. It's just gonna start it's gonna start clicking for Devontae Smith at some point. Yeah. I like it. I, 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 I like my Ertz pick too. I like that. I like Devontae Adam. Uh, damn it. <laughs> Devontae Smith. I think it's gonna be good. So I will throw one more. Not panning out. Last ahead, two weeks. Oh, I just want to say last two weeks on Devontae, seven catches in each game, eighteen targets in those two games, uh, nearly two hundred yards, hundred ninety-nine yards total in those two games. So he's he's producing now. Just gotta get okay. the end zone. Let me tell you guys something. If Giovanni Bernard is still available in your leagues, go pick him up now because Ronald Jones is gone. He's dead. He's buried somewhere. We don't know where he's at. Tampa Bay doesn't know where he's at. Pass catching running backs with Tom Brady go really far. He's got two touchdowns since coming back from injury. They're going to ease him in, but he looks good. Through these bye weeks, you're going to need Giovanni Bernard at some point. I would highly recommend going ahead and picking him up if you're in a running back situation. Probably buried next to Molden somewhere. Probably. <laughs> who, who was risen from the dead. <laughs> they just replaced they just placed the grave. There we go. All right. So I think that if I if I'm counting correctly, that does it for our topics of the week as far as the unstarting, starting, all that good stuff. So let's go and get into our League of record or not? Well, I guess I guess I guess our league of record for the fantasy show, the the fantasy league here. Just kind of give a rundown of what's going on, and nah. I guess Zach, uh, you know, just I guess start with y'all. How are y'all? How are y'all doing in that league so far? What's going on? Nah. With yeah. Not very good, but I mean, it's week five. Much like the Titans, I'm not dead. My team is terrible and will not be getting better. Well, I don't know about that, but it, it is early. But I, I, your boy is number two in the entire league, leading our division. Uh, Greenlaw was able to, to come in one game behind me. He came right in there. I'm at 60, 66% chance to, to make the playoffs. I'm feeling pretty good at four and one. I think I've gotten pretty lucky, though, 
so far uh, as uh, my points for is outweighing my points against, but I don't, it's not like I haven't been putting up with some people putting up some numbers. I think I'm third or fourth in the entire league of points against or fifth. Uh, now that I'm counting again, yeah, Alabama math. Uh, but yeah, so I just kind of looked at the, uh, the rankings here and uh, 11th and 12th is Zach and Justin. So I want to say congratulations guys. Well, Patrick Mahomes I, and Travis Kelsey are really killing me, and this is why I do not like a mandatory tight end league because even the, the best tight end in the NFL can suck for two or three weeks in a row. And I would also I like have, to fully uh, fully declare that either Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert are available for trade. They're on the trading block. Wow, well, I'll take one of them. I have no quarterback. Yeah, I'll take I'll take. Well, you, you have to <laughs> trade for him. You just can't take him. Well, no, I I'll have take. by far the fewest points four in this league i hate my team every time i look at it i just go to one of my other teams because i just hate looking at this team and uh yeah i can't do anything about it it's terrible but i will trade you zach i will i will send you a trade off it'll have to be next week because uh we play each other this week well i'm sending you a trade offer now because i am very interested in your quarterback you just mentioned well go ahead we'll see i'm gonna see what i can do because i have russell wilson who's out it was my quarterback and now i'm scrambling Tough scene, tough cool. scene. I haven't had a quarterback all year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, draft better. No. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you the one that says you always you always make up for it during the year, though? Yeah, but I just haven't been paying attention to this league and the waivers and stuff, so I'm just, like, totally out of it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on now. All right, fine. Life's busy. Well, things are going to change here. I think Greenlaw is going to overtake me starting this week because I do not have any confidence because my quarterback I picked up, uh, it's probably going to be out for concussion. I didn't love the pickup anyway, but it was the best of what was left on the, the heap at the moment. Can I say something about ESPN Fantasy app real quick? Sure. I mm. will not play in a league if we use ESPN Fantasy app anymore because it keeps popping up these things at the very bottom of the screen where I can't get out of them unless I click it. I'm out on that. I want the X on the pop-up ads on the bottom of this screen. And if I don't get it, I'm not playing it. I'm not playing in this league next year. Doing I'm out. Duly noted. We'll see. We're moving to Sleeper next year. No, wait. We should move to the NFL.com platform because it is by far the best fantasy platform out there. If you're not playing on NFL.com, what are you even doing? Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't have a single league in NFL.com, so I guess I'm not really doing anything then out of my four leagues. SMH. SMH. Well, maybe you can convert me next year. So, all right. So we've covered that. Congratulations to everyone else who is doing well in that league. Uh, We have some of our listeners that are doing well. Just to, to to make all things fair here, uh, the the one and only is killing it five and zero. Oh. I think he's leading the league in points for as well. Or tight, yes, Tyler, seven hundred thirty five points. He's just absolutely crushing it. I will say this: he hasn't had a ton scored against him. He's also had the least amount of points scored. So some some things are going to balance out there as we go. But he is killing it as it is right now. And Greenlaw, you've kind of had a lucky go of it well as the second least uh, scored against. So uh, Care Bears is also doing well, uh, scoring a lot of points, break six, though. So a lot, of, a lot of things get in here. So a lot of guys are coming in. Uh, the other Zach is doing better than the actual Zach. He uses four letters to spell his name. Uh, Zachary instead of in, in this Zach that uses three is doing much better in the league, ranked fourth overall. So. I think you owe that man an apology. Not until the end of the year. I mean, give me a fucking break. I ain't giving anybody apologies on week five heading into week six. You're crazy. Drunk as hell. <laughs> Maybe I am. So, all right, so let's get over to our questions, our cues, our sit-start advice of the week. And I'm just going to count on you, Justin, to walk us through it because I'm not scrolling back down. 
Okie dokie. He says. First one. Shepard Higgins or Michael Pittman Jr. T. Higgins. I'm I'm never gonna sit T. Higgins at this point unless he's injured. Yeah. yeah. Now, if Sterling Shepard is fully healthy, then I'll start Sterling Shepard because we know that Daniel Jones loves Sterling Shepard, but it's hard to it's hard to bench T. Higgins. Mm, I'm interested in Pittman after what he did last week, not gonna lie. Yeah. It, it, I just can't trust anybody on that Colts team. I agree. I agree. But I do think Pittman and if Wentz is gonna throw look, the Texans don't have a great defense. Wentz threw for four hundred yards last week, Grant. I mean, who knows? Who knows? That's a that, tough that's, one. That's not going to repeat again. Though. That's that's a rarity. I, I can't see that happening too too often. Texans, Texans defense. I, All I, three I, of these guys uh, are not good options for what it's worth. But yeah, T. Higgins is probably your best. I like one. T. Higgins as well for sure. Okay, so I, I see where you started. I think I see the next question: Tannehill, Darnold, or Wentz? Ah, uh, I hate this question, and let me tell you why. Because. I am stuck with Ryan Tannehill all the way to week 13. And it has been the most frustrating thing because the weeks that he doesn't get his points, which he really hasn't gotten his points since that those that Colts game, the week that he doesn't get his points, I lose by the projected amount of what he was supposed to get. So I need Ryan Tannehill to rebound. He's playing against the Bills and he's playing against the Chiefs. You have to think that the Bills are going to force Tannehill to have to throw more. Julio Jones is apparently going to probably be playing. A.J. Brown will be back. You, I I say you have to go Ryan Tannehill, but Sam Darnold, man, he gets you some rushing touchdowns. It's like, it's it's crazy. Tannehill you know, that could we're having too. a struggle with this. Yeah, Tannehill had a rushing score against the Bills last year. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of both. Those are two are tied for me. And I know Wentz is coming off the monster game, but just just – for those reasons, I think that those two are, are tied. And plus, you've got to think here. I saw a bunch of stats this week about the Titans and running the most plays in the in the NFL on offense. And but the least amount of explosive plays or the explosive plays were very, very minimal, if 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 any. So you've got to think that trend's gonna start. And they've got to start catching getting on top of people as far as in the game and, and, and getting their momentum going. So they've got to start relying on some of these explosive plays and finding ways to get away to ball the ball into their playmakers hands. And Tannehill is going to have to be the catalyst for a lot of that, but it starts with Julio Jones coming back, AJ Brown being on the field at the same time. And these receivers who have stepped up in their ab- absence, still contributing as well. Ferks are stepping up, uh, Michael Pruitt finding a way to, to contribute as well, but it's not, it doesn't scream explosive offense to me, even if they're all there, it, it never had, but I don't think that's how they're built and how they want to play. But as Zach pointed out in these next two teams that they're, they're playing, you think that they have to get a little more explosive and creative to try to, to have a chance in these games versus the offenses going on. And I, I don't buy the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to snap out of it any day now. And, of course, I think it's not going to be this week. It'll be next week when they're playing the Titans because that's just the luck. So I, I don't know if I trust Tannehill here. And I, so I guess I'd shade Darnold, but I don't like it. I choose Tannehill because I think Julio's back this week and A.J. Brown might be more himself. And if the Titans need to throw to keep up with these offenses the next two weeks, and the Chiefs' defense is really, really bad, even if their yeah, offense true. snaps out of it. Their defense is awful, so I would still lean Tannehill. I think uh, brighter days are much, are much, much brighter days are ahead. Yeah. All right. I'm so that kind of, that kind of, I think we answered our next question as far as is Julio playing Monday. Curious if he's starting AJ. That, that's the thing. We I, don't I think, know. We don't know. Right. But if, no. the, if the question is, should you start AJ? It depends on what else you've got there. 
and and I, I but I think that if Julio is out, I think AJ is still a viable option if the games are going to go how we think they're going to with with having to play not catch up but trying to play keep up with the Bills, right. the Chiefs. So and talk like, about a stick it out player, by the way, that we should yeah. have brought up is really AJ Brown and definitely. And you just have to stick it out. It, I'm I don't I don't have any AJ Brown shares, but if I did, as long as he's active on game day, I'm always starting him. That's yeah, just that, that's what you got to do. That, yeah. That's my point. I don't think I don't think Julio matters. I think AJ is a guy you, you plug in. Uh, heck, I'm starting Julio this week if if he's active too, just because I think Julio's Julio, and you don't want to miss out on that twenty to thirty point game that he's going to come up with every once in a while, just because he he remembered that he's an elite athlete in this league or, or, or can play receiver at that level. For what it's worth, we don't know if Julio's playing, but if I were betting money, I would bet money that Julio and AJ Brown are both playing this game, barring I don't think- an injury this week or something. And I definitely don't think it hurts him if Julio right. plays. If, if I think it actually help. helps. Yeah, it might even help. All right, we answered Daryl Williams while we were going. You answered your question. Okay, Freeman as well. I don't know. I did not see that. <laughs> no, it did it must have it must have happened so quick and we didn't even get to see it. <laughs> What's going on here? Okay, you just tell me when you found a question you want to cover. Here's a question. All right, some dude sent me Dalvin Cook, Chase Edmonds, and Robert Woods for Mixon, Hunt, and Debo. Who is winning that trade? I think the guy getting Dalvin Cook, Chase Edmonds, and Robert Woods is. I don't know if it's PPR or anything. And what? I, I don't think the other three guys are reliable enough week in and week out, and I think Robert Woods and Dalvin Cook are going to start catching on fire. Robert I Woods think- I agree with, I, and I said that early on when we were in the draft on the on the the show i said i had a big feeling about robert woods this year and it took a little bit but i think you're starting to see the beginnings of that and he exploded this last weekend so i agree there the only problem i have with dalvin cook is is he going to be healthy enough for the rest of the season that's a risk there that you take with dalvin cook he never finishes the season and he always misses chunks of time yeah unless you have alexander madison to be able to stick him in when cook's out and then you're just using up two roster spots on what's essentially one production productive running back I would way rather have Mixon, Hunt, and Debo. Hunt is a, a viable option every single week. He was the RB nine last year, and he's like RB six or something this he's year. He's outscoring right Chubb so far. I mean, he's he's yeah. he's out fantasying Chubb. It's, His role it's... is to catch passes and be at the goal line. Like he has an ideal fantasy football role right now. So I think Kareem Hunt is a bona fide RB one right now, and I don't think that's changing anytime soon. And Debo Samuel's been on fire, and I don't think his usage is. Like his production is is far exceeding his usage right now, but who cares? He's he's been super productive, and it doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon. So I'd way rather have the other three guys. So I would keep your team the way you have it. To be honest, I would not trade those guys for those guys, unless you have Madison. By the way, Joe Mixon is just as injury prone as Dalvin Cook. Let's not forget that. So he's be been really there. good this year, and I I was really high on Mixon last year. And it, I was just a year early. He's been the guy this year. And he played last week when nobody even expected him to, and he scored a touchdown. So, I mean, I'm in on Joe Mixon. I think the Bengals are a fun team. Way more fun than the Vikings. Bengals are fun. They, they, that was a fun game this last week they played. Are you guys week. asleep? I mean, my God, let's let's speed this up. Any thought? Okay, next question. Any thoughts on picking up Jarvis Landry or T.Y. Hilton? They are both available. 
I would pick up Jarvis Landry. I wouldn't care to ever have T.Y. Hilton on my team. I would not pick up either of these guys. I mean, how desperate are you? There's guys like Darius Slayton available. He's only owned in like 6% of leagues. He's coming back soon, and he's going to be way better than either of these guys. He was producing well when he was playing. Um, Rashad Bateman's about to come off IR. He's available in most leagues. Like I would rather have Landry over Bateman. Landry's a proven commodity. He's not a proven fantasy commodity on the Browns. Yes, he ha- Yes, he is. Are nah, you? He sucks. No, no. Jarvis Landry does not enough. suck. Jarvis Landry sucks. And Jarvis Baker Landry. hates Odell Beckham. So when when he Jarvis Landry comes back, Baker is going to be better because he hates Odell. He doesn't hate him. He just can't hit him because he sucks at throwing footballs. <laughs> Baker does. He suck. hates him. <laughs> That's just a mess there. You don't know who to start. So in PPR, who do I start? Damian Williams, Sutton, Julio, or Jacoby Myers for my two flex two flex spots. Well, you definitely start Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton at this point is a must start every week if he's active. It's it's ridiculous that he's getting thrown in with with people like Jacoby Myers and Damian Williams. Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, start him every week if if you got him, because they're the guys. They are yep. just the guys. This is not a Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's leading the league in air yards and and all this stuff. I mean, Cortland Sutton has been amazing. There should be no question of whether you start him or not. So for me, this comes down to because I don't think I would put in Damon Williams. Just I know what I said earlier as well about the running backs, but it's still a question mark as well. So does this come down to Julio and Jacoby Myers? Or are you still considering Damian Williams with those three? I'd probably consider Damian Williams. I don't trust Jacoby Myers and Julio's on Monday night football. So if you wait until Monday night football and then Julio doesn't play for whatever reason, you kind of screwed yourself. So to me, it's you almost have to go Damian Williams to Cortland Sutton. I think the Bears are going to sustain that every week. I mean, he's going to have looks like that, but I think it's going to be very hard to predict when those are going to come up. Agreed. I think Damian Williams was kind of uh, not used a lot last week because the Bears were winning, which, (laughs) what? But the Bears were leading most of the game against Las Vegas. I think against the Packers, Damian Williams is their pass-catching guy. He's the guy that's going to get – that's like his role is when they're losing, he's on the field. So I think you will see more Damian Williams. We talked about this. Khalil Khalil Herbert had 18 carries or something. Yeah. But the thing is, is that Damian Williams had 16 and he got 64 yards and a touchdown. And then when he came in relief against Detroit, when David Montgomery went down, he had eight for 55 and a touchdown. I mean, yeah, he's been good. You're probably going to be guaranteed at least one touchdown with Damian Williams. And I think the pass catching is what's going to be there this week against Green Bay. So I I think you got to go Damian Williams, Cortland Sutton out of those. You're going to run the risk of Julio Jones having a big game, but you know, it it's really comes down to how you feel about Julio Jones come Sunday morning. Like, if you feel that he's going to play, you may want to start him and Cortland Sutton, especially if you're PPR. But I really think that Damian Williams and Cortland Sutton is your safe bet. Yeah. I, th- I think you, if you, if you, if you floor this, if you want the, the most solid floor you can get, you go with we go with Williams and Sutton. Yeah, the couple Sutton, no doubt. But Sexton, should he also try to get anything he can for Miles Gaskin at the time? Right now, sure. <laughs> yes, always sell high. If anybody can, if anybody can offer you anything that you like, take it. Yeah, I don't think ten sure. catches is going to happen again anytime soon, yeah. especially with Tua coming back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, I got off. I, I got to know more. This can't. Hold on, I'm one and four. I don't even know why I'm here anymore. Study, come show up every week. We, we love. We it. appreciate you. So that's why you're here. <laughs> so this next question, I don't. Need, I got to know more here. I don't know if JAC is still with us, but. I got offered a trade where I, I received Cream Hunt and give up Justin Herbert. There's got to be more to that trade, right? It can't. 
it can't be those two straight up for each other, right? Well, sure it could. Last year I traded Calvin Ridley for Josh Allen and it won me my championship, baby. Well, well I just was just talking about Kareem Hunt. I'd love to know who his other quarterbacks are because yeah, his hurts. quarterback my drop backup. hurts. Oh, my backup is hurts. Oh, I thought that Did meant you said my back hurts from this. No, I thought that meant my backups are hurt, and that's why he's trading for Kareem Hunt. No, then I'm not trading Justin Herbert away. If you yeah, if, if all you got is Jalen Hurts, no, you're the difference. Well, I don't know who your running backs are, but the difference between Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts is light years at this point. I would almost try to see what you could get in a trade for Hertz uh, to see if somebody can can sell. Like, not that I don't think you're getting great offers, but if you're looking for a running back, don't expect a starter. But I would almost go another way and try to see if you can get anything else by combining some things uh, with Hertz and something else, maybe to get a, a different type of running back or a mid-tier running back. Yeah. Because here's the thing, Justin Herbert, I'm I'm not trading him. And I know I'm trying going to try to trade him with you, Zach, but I, I, I'm high on Me Justin too. Herbert, man. I am – I am not looking forward to it. Like, if I have him on team, I do have him on a couple fantasy leagues. I am sticking with him through the rest of the season because I think he is just – I mean, this was a great game he had. But I think it's just going to be 30 and 40-point games from here on out for me. I, I, I think it's not that automatic. It depends on how desperate you are at running back because Hurts is still getting you 20 points a game just off his rushing ability. And if he ever starts throwing the ball well, then who knows? His, his sky, sky's the limit. But – um. He has been just putting up 20 points consistently every week somehow. Um, Justin Herbert is a huge tier above Jalen Hurts. So it depends. If your running backs are really, really bad, though, and you need Kareem Hunt, then consider it. It's, but if sure. you have two I running mean, backs. I, I was taking that angle of, like, if you need a running back, maybe see if you can go a different route first and then if and then maybe True. come back to it. Because that's I know that that offer may not be there forever, but I'd be very I'd be very cautious with that because I, I don't know if I want to give up Herbert for just one running back, especially with, with plugging in Hurts there. I mean, that's a tough situation. Yeah, trade a backup over a starter every day. Yep. Pick one flex, PPR League, Booker, Pittman, Sanders, Manuel, Sanders. Sanders easy, Titans defense is bad. Plus, Sanders is trending. I know what I said about Diggs, but that whole offense, that whole receiving, anybody who can catch the ball in that offense is trending up for me. Maybe not yeah. easily, but yeah, I'm definitely going to Manuel Sanders, <laughs> even though I do think Jack Rabbit Jenkins and him, it's going to be interesting to see how they match up, considering they were former teammates. Yeah, New Orleans. That's right. All right. So, Javante or Jamal Williams? Javante, easy. Yeah, I'm still riding the Javante train. He's a guy that's kind of like a stick it out player, but he's getting the he's getting the rotation that you want and everything. He's Ooh, not yeah. maybe not getting all the points, but he's still on pace for 840 rushing yards in a split backfield, which is still really awesome for him. And the and the Raiders defense is not good, and they are going through who knows what. Although they may play really fired up to be rid yeah, of they're going through it right they now. Do get the new coach bump? So yeah, their <laughs> defense may be like f-, f-, f this racist, homophobic, horrible guy. I don't know. <laughs> they may be, be really fired up. Thank you guys for but, answering your weekly question about Javante Williams. <laughs> well, his next question is a little scary. Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, or Davis Mills, and yes, those are really my only options in one league. Okay, so I here's the thing. I'm with you because that's kind of where I am with uh, Russell Wilson going down. I had to kind of go pick apart and look, and I considered Geno Smith, but I chose Daniel Jones over it, but then I read about the concussion, not really, maybe, or whatever, so now I'm back. Should I have gone Geno Smith? No, I, I don't not know. Not against the Steelers. Against, against what they've got coming up, I'm, I think here I'm going Daniel Jones. I don't hate Davis Mills. He looked pretty good last week, at least 
fantasy wise. And he's got the Colts who just gave up 400 yards to Lamar Jackson, who's obviously a million times better than Davis Mills. But I don't know. Davis Mills could put up 202 touchdowns. Yeah, but he was throwing to guys that I have never heard of. Never I heard mean, of. Agreed. Yeah, never heard and of. They put them. up 100 yard touchdown games. I mean, they were doing great. I, I, I think that that is a fluke <laughs> and I wouldn't trust him. Probably. If Daniel but... Jones is healthy, you go Daniel Jones. Yeah. But I'm going to yes. throw something out there. I think Geno Smith and the Seahawks are going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they could. I just, the, I think the Steelers defense is, is legitimate and it's not great fantasy opportunity. Geno Smith could be a good fantasy starter while Russell Wilson is out, but I just don't think this week is a good week. And Dan Jones, Saquon's out. If, if Dan Jones can play, they're going to have to, to, to put up some points. They're going to have to play catch up again against, um, LA uh yeah. it's not a bad it's not a bad secondary matchup plus he's getting some of his receiver tools back and Daniel Jones has not been bad this year uh I mean obviously he went out last week early so that's tough to judge but he's been over over 28 points I think three times of the five weeks and then and then the rushing the, the rushing, rushing is there yeah exactly so I mean I, I I really am not high on him but I'm maybe I'm, I'm higher than I should be because I'm having to rely on him this week <laughs> and I'm just being very hopeful but but I think of those three that's the one I'd go with if he's, I will if say he's this. the last time he played the Rams was uh, last year and he threw for 190 yards and one interception so I don't hate Teddy Bridgewater if he got dropped in your league this week either against the uh, Raiders but I will say this, he did go up against the New Orleans offense or defense just a couple weeks ago and got 402 yards through the air and two touchdowns. I mean, I mean, he can go off. I mean, he's not as bad as what he has been in the past, but against the Ram against a Rams defense, I think I I know it sounds crazy, but I still think Geno Smith, you know, with Tyler Lockett and you know, DK Metcalf and a, a week of full practice with those guys as the number one guy. Chris Carson could be back. Could be a little bit different. That's not we'll all good points. All right, so let's get to our, I think it's the last question that I can see. Do you like Hurts over Knox this week because Goddard is out or start Knox? Knox had a pretty good game too, and he's starting to really, really come on for that offense. But I think this is- He only is had three good. catches, but he had right. 100 yards and a touchdown. And that's, what, that's what I'm trying to get to is that he had, he, the yards were there, and he saw some, some deeper throws uh, on those three catches. But, I like Hurts here in the situation based on Goddard's situation. The matchup, as I stated to you earlier, I think that it's going to, I think that I, of these two, I would lean slightly Hurts. I'm, I'm leaning Knox. And here's why we're talking about one touchdown, one touchdown, two touchdown, one touchdown over the last four weeks. Touchdowns matter when you're a tight end. That's what you need if you're having to start tight end. I'm all about just, Dawson, Dawson Knox. Can't you just see Kevin Byard like draped all over Dawson Knox in coverage and his arms like wrapped around, around his. Shows? Yeah, sure. Avery Williamson and Rashawn Evans are and, the inside <laughs> linebackers. And Dawson Knox is just grabbing that touchdown pass yeah. in while Kevin Byard can do nothing. Even here's the thing. Are all good points. I, I forgot about yeah. the Titans back there for a Rashawn second. And also, yeah. Ugh. Can't you see Dawson Knox catching like a 50 yard pass on this defense this week? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already blocking out that game because I, I think it's just lost to me. So I'm, I, I forgot. <laughs> like, even though I mentioned it four times already who they're playing this week, I forgot in this moment because I'm already trying to distance myself from it. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all of our questions. That's all of our answers for all of your questions. Thank y'all for sticking with us. Thank you for getting them in there. I appreciate it. This has been a great show. So for me, 
Justin at you can find him at Titans Film Room. At Zach, you can find at F Words Pod. And then at Greenlaw, you can find at Rob on Broadway. Find his Bionic Leg at Rob's Bionic Leg. It is a Twitter account. I don't don't ask me how I know that. Go out there and give that a follow and talk to Rob and his leg. Make sure they're doing okay. Uh, me, Ryan on Broadway. But until next time, you've been flexed. A Broadway sports media production. Football fans, are you a through-and-through fan of the two-tone blue? Do you enjoy keeping up with the Titans and everything going on around the team? Hey, I'm Easton Freeze, writer and broadcaster covering all things Tennessee Titans and the NFL. And I've got a brand new show that is going to be your new go-to podcast. Following the action on Sundays is fun and easy, but so much happens during the busy work week that you're missing. That's why I'm hosting The Titans 10, twice a week, a quick-hitting show where we run down all the news and information surrounding the Tennessee Titans in around just 10 minutes. We're recapping last week's game, looking ahead to this week's game, talking injury news, roster moves, and listening in on the best sound bites from coaches and players during the week. Join me, Easton Freeze, on the Titans 10 every Tuesday and Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. Central to stay informed and up to date on everything Titans. Subscribe to the Titans 10 podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Follow the show at the Titans 10 BSM and me at Easton Freeze on Twitter to get updates and interact with the show. I can't wait to see you there.